I'm Sayer, and I love Marvel. And I'm Kaylee, and I love someone who loves Marvel. In season one, we watch through all of the Infinity Saga in release order. For Kaylee's first time. And Sayer's 85th. Now for season two, we're watching phase four, both of us with fresh eyes. Sayer as a super fan. And Kaylee as a new per fan. Welcome to MCU. And me! Okay, we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. Got it. In this episode, we're talking about 2021's Hawkeye, episode four, and there will be spoilers. They thought, you know what? The LARPers bit went so well before. Gotta bring it back. And let's just have the police officer casually get into some evidence tampering. Ain't no thing for her. (laughs) Totally. I get it. He's an Avenger. So like they're excited to help him and work with him. But just the writing of the over-eagerness and the geekiness of the LARPers bothers me so much. And it's also just bad writing. Like when she comes in and says, you didn't bring your own bag? Yeah. My wife got me this bag. And and the whole thing of like, it's a a, a bit about a bag. I mean, maybe because I appreciate that they casually drop in that this woman is married to a woman. Sure. Love that. It's just it, like it feels so clunky. Like I would just say this whole episode is clunky. Yeah. And like all the, I'm going to say, quote unquote, comedy in this episode was clunky as hell like just needless bits like with the dry erase marker i'm like what is this telling us about their characters that whole montage for me where she decides to come over and have a christmas evening with him i'm like no yeah in the middle of a high stakes thing like this first of all clint is not going to give in to actually doing all this christmassy stuff and why would Kate suggest to do that? Like, yeah, 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 the big mission. But first... Yeah, daiquiris. Or bellinis or something. <laughs> Blended And Christmas drinks. sweaters. Yeah. Oh, wait, are we going to sum this guy up? No, we're past that. We're past it. I mean, like, let's just say clunk factor. And I feel like this episode actually was so much summing up of prior episodes. Oh, yeah. Even down to... When they were in Kate's mom's apartment and they were the four of them were sitting around at the table... We didn't need a scene where Kate and Clint reiterate their dynamic to somebody else. We've seen their dynamic. We don't need them to tell us about it. Yeah, we are so far ahead of this story. And they just keep circling back again. This is why I said like early on, this could have been a movie. Yes. Whereas like Eternals could have been a TV series. Yes. And yeah, I felt like... With the cliffhanger that we got last week of Jack holding the sword to Clint, it was diffused instantly when this episode started. I was so happy that it started in medias res, like picking right up from where we left off last week. And maybe getting into something actually big with Jack. Yes, we learned that he's head of Sloan Limited, so okay, there's Mm -hmm. something there. But we could have actually gotten into some real character stuff with this character of Jack, who I I like Dalton. He's doing a good job, but we don't actually get anything from him except some dancing and goofy writing about his wrong use of aphorisms. Yeah, yeah. None of this is telling us anything really about his character. And I'm kind of confused as to why he's so 
like highly billed in this TV series and he's been yeah. doing all the press and stuff. Cause so far we're four episodes in and he's had like three minutes of screen time total. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just feels like filler, 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 filler. And all the comedy feels like filler. Yeah. This episode could have been 10 minutes long to tell yeah. us what it needed to tell us. Yeah. Cause the best part of the episode was the fight on the rooftop. And e- even that though, that was a clunky as hell fight. Like the yeah. editing was bad. And the fact that, that Clint lets Kate fall, like cuts the cord. He's like, go. What did he say to her? Get out of here. Get out of here. And then lets her fall. And then she's like, no way. And then climbs back up. And it's so easy for her to come back onto the roof. Yeah, I get it. He's trying to push her away because not only does he have his own hangups about like, I don't want to lose another partner and friend, but also Kate's mom directly asked Clint, don't bring her into this. So I get it, but you're so right. He... Cuts her loose, and then she comes right back up, and then we have to have another scene where he pushes her away. Exactly. Just pick one of those. Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's what he's been doing this whole time. Pushing her away and saying, no, we're not partners, we're not partners. This, like, it's four episodes in out of a six-episode series. We have two more episodes to wrap this up. Yeah. How are we ever going to get to the bottom of this? Yeah, I don't really feel like we've found the, like, the conflict yet, and we're two-thirds of the way through. And poor Florence Pugh being dragged into this. I know. In the most unceremonious way. Like, yes, oh, cool reveal that it's her, but then she's gone right away. Is it though? Like, I mean, I am not very good at like predicting stuff, but it felt like her right away. Yeah, you nailed it. But I mean, like, I saw Black Widow and in the post-credit scene in Black Widow... Yelena seems to have like a vendetta against Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Val turns her against Hawkeye. Yeah. So it seemed kind of inevitable that she would be showing up. I mean, I really don't feel like I did any intense digging. It was just like, oh, I think that's her. Mm-hmm. Then when it's like the reveal, it wasn't as like spectacular as I think they were trying to go for. Yeah. Um. Okay. One thing I liked about this episode, we see that Clint's wife, Laura, helps him out with stuff. Mm-hmm. That's neat that he texts her and she's like, yep, on it. And yep. gets info for him and gets info about the Rolex. I appreciate that because so far in this show, she's kind of just been at home, like kind of cooking and taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. But that's like, I'm plumb in the depths for something to like. Oh, totally. And the Rolex, the watch is back in it. I'd completely forgotten about that because mm-hmm. it was such a minor detail in that first heist what are you talking about they like talk about it all the time sure like, sure sure. we have this much time to get the rolling <laughs> but then so many other things happen that yeah. are so distracting yeah so i feel like the fact that the watch is now resurfaced as this very important thing and fill me in again what's the watch we don't know thing? okay we, we don't, don't know. know four episodes in we don't know totally it yeah. links to somebody and clint needs to get it otherwise that somebody's involvement or identity will be revealed okay but Introduce it sooner. Another thing I liked. The parallel story of It's a Wonderful Life being used to kind of speak to this situation. It's a very like surface. It's just kind of on the TV when they're doing their movie marathon. Sidebar, their DVD holiday movie marathon. Yeah. I'm sorry. What year is this? Is it supposed to be like nostalgic and a throwback? Because like. People don't watch DVDs now. Yeah. But then I thought, okay, Disney Plus can't very well be like, you want to watch this on Disney Plus? So 
to then pump another streaming platform? What if they were like, yeah, should we check out what's on Prime? It's that's like, true. That, that's very funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they could have made up a new streaming service, but I'm kind of like, for all their imagination in terms of like technology, for her to pull out like a stack of DVDs was weird to me. That's a minor thing. But the whole Jimmy Stewart running in and kissing his kids and stuff, like kind of, you know, it's very obvious. Mm -hmm. But Clint watching that and kind of, you know, thinking about his own family and coming home for Christmas and all that kind of stuff. But then I was like, It's a Wonderful Life is all about what would the world be like if you weren't in it? Mm -hmm. And with all of Clint's torment and, you know, his family being gone for five years and all the stuff that he did during that time and kind of the if only and what could have happened percolating in his brain. I think that the symbolism of that is nice. Mm -hmm. And I also just love It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, of course. But that like took up 10 seconds of this episode. So really, I am trying to look for things I liked. Mm -hmm. I think that was my favorite part of the episode, though, where he starts talking about Natasha and seeing somebody who wanted to get out. So he decided to help her get out. Then it leading to him falling asleep and, w- and getting some flashbacks of that. Uh, yeah. that. That sequence was, I think, the best part of this because we got some great acting from Jeremy Renner. It details more about who he is as a character. And Christoph Beck did some great homage work musically to the music we hear when Natasha and Clint are on Vormir and Natasha... Is falling off the cliff. It's yeah. the same music. It's reorchestrated ah. to be softer, but it's the same music. I really enjoyed that. Nice. And the scene when Kate is taking the elevator up to Maya's apartment, uh-huh. and she's in the elevator with this old man, and she says, can I tell you a secret? I'm talking to an Avenger. He's in my ear right now. Yeah. That's the worst writing ever. And don't make Kate this puppy of a character. Yeah. It takes away... So much credibility from any time she does something good because it feels like an accident when she's competent. Yeah, you're so right. I I will say, like, I like her so much as an actor. And I do appreciate that she's not having to fill the usual mold of a female superhero, like a Captain Marvel, sort of like stoic, just like good at everything not a lot of personality. Totally. Position. Like, so I appreciate that they're letting her be kind of messy and little clumsy and then every so often pretty proficient. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't feel like I know a lot about her as a character. Other than she's super excited to be working with Hawkeye. Yeah. In the previous episode. Yeah. We started to get there. They were working well together. There was some great banter between them. You can't sustain that exactly. But keep building on that. This felt like it regressed. Yeah. It still feels like the main conflict of this whole series is just, will he or won't he make it home to his family in time for Christmas? Yeah. I'm still absolutely open to this show wowing me. I want this show to get better. I'm not not against the show. I want it to succeed. I went into this episode reinvigorated by Mm -hmm. the previous episode. Yeah. So I guess we'll just see what happens next week. It would mean so much to us if you could leave us a rating and a review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at MCU and Me Podcast. So tell your friends. Thanks. Bye.